This is a Federal News Network podcast. Congress is already looking ahead to the next coronavirus rescue package. Senate Democrats have at least one proposal that could benefit much of the federal workforce. They're suggesting a pandemic pay increase for frontline federal health, transportation and safety workers. And they're recommending a hefty recruitment incentive to attract more health and safety people to join the coronavirus fight. For the latest, Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Nicole, let's start with that pandemic pay increase. What are the Democrats specifically proposing and how is it different from just old hazard pay? So they're proposing what's called a COVID-19 Heroes Fund. And this fund would give frontline essential workers a $25,000 max pandemic premium pay increase. Um, It breaks down to a $13 an hour premium pay on top of what they would normally get. And this does apply to federal employees. The proposal, which you know came out from Senate Democrats just the other day, it mentions frontline workers at the Veterans Affairs Department, TSA, Federal Aviation Administration, the Postal Service. It says it is not eligible for federal employees who are just you know working dutifully at home. Um, so it really does try to target those health workers, et cetera, who are on the front lines. And it's unclear based on the proposal whether or not this COVID-19 Heroes Fund would apply specifically to federal workers. Basically, what they're suggesting is a fund that would pay, you know, your average private sector, hospital worker, et cetera. And then it mentions federal employees separately. So it's unclear what the exact funding mechanism is for this, but they do specify that it does apply to federal employees. As far as the hazard pay goes, the Senate Democrats mention hazard pay, and they kind of mention it in an offhand way as, you know, why hasn't the president authorized hazard pay for federal employees? And that is a different thing. It is basically a 25% differential on top of what you would normally get because you've been exposed to what's called virulent biologicals. Um, And it's unclear exactly whether or not the coronavirus is considered one of those. Right. And hazardous pay is only assigned to the shift that you work in which you are exposed to it. So it's not really like a lump sum payment that you described that they're talking about. If you work in NIH and normally you're at a desk, one day you walk into the lab where there's this virulent biologic or something or a screaming monkey, for that shift you get a pay differential, but not for the whole week and not permanently. So it is very different, I guess, what they're proposing. And I think when I spoke to Senator Mark Warner about the issue of hazardous pay, he said he didn't mind it in theory, in concept for federal employees. But what about all the people on the front lines in the private sector, especially low-paid people that are also exposed to the hazardous biologic and don't get it. So it's all these questions have big tentacles. And you're also reporting that federal employees have access to some emergency sick leave benefits. Tell us more about that one. They do. And this is confusing because there are two types of coverage and it ultimately depends on what kind of employee you are and in order to get that type of coverage. But so first things first, the Congress did authorize some emergency paid sick leave And it applies to all federal employees, but you have to meet a couple of different requirements. So if you're subject to federal, state, or local isolation order or a quarantine or something like that related to the coronavirus, you might be eligible for this. If you were advised by a healthcare provider to stay home because of coronavirus, you might be eligible. 
if you're experiencing coronavirus symptoms, um, you would be eligible. And if you're caring for someone who is in isolation or quarantine or something like that, you could be eligible for what is two weeks of paid emergency sick leave that's on top of the sick leave that you would normally have as a federal employee. Now, the other thing that Congress did, and this was in one of several coronavirus sort of rescue bills, is they expanded the Family and Medical Leave Act sick provisions. And this is tricky because most Title V federal employees already have coverage under the Family and Medical Leave Act. And that coverage is pretty extensive. And, you know, soon they'll be getting paid family uh, leave as well. But what this what this move from Congress did is is expanded that FMLA coverage to include the Postal Service. It includes uh, some legislative branch employees and temporary and term employees as well. And that group of employees is not typically covered under FMLA pay and sick leave Title V systems. So basically, Congress tried to sort of bridge the gap there uh, with sure. this move. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And is that a permanent thing or only for the duration of the pandemic? I believe it runs through the end of 2020. It would apply, I think, starting April 1st and go through uh, December 31st, 2020. Got it. And I just wanted to ask you one more question I to return to the idea of that one-time $25,000 hazardous pay bonus. You mentioned Senate Democrats are proposing this. Do they have any Republican signers on? And is it also something the House is talking about? So we should specify that this is part of the proposal, sort of the coronavirus four legislative rescue package right. uh, that Congress is debating. So this is part of the Senate Democrats proposal. We haven't really seen, you know, we've heard rumors and different ideas that have been, you know, floated out there by different parties and members of Congress, both on the House and Senate side. But this is, as far as we know right now, just an initiative from Senate Democrats. And, you know, it's kind of unclear how this would fare in Congress. I think on one hand, there seems to be bipartisan support for something like this. But, you know, when it comes down to paying for it, I think that's a different story, right? Sure. And I think it's also fair to say Congress is probably having trouble getting this second bill and or this fourth bill, I guess, the second big one, together, because they're not together. And it's very hard to have hearings and meetings and caucuses and back and forth when they're all scattered in their homes, too. Right. There's been some talk about, you know, a rescue for the Postal Service, some additional money there that they need as well. I think there are a lot of different priorities, and there's maybe not consensus on what some of those key priorities should be for this fourth coronavirus bill. All right. And uh, then there are some concerns coming up from union members about their safety. And what have you been hearing? So the American Federation of Government Employees issued two complaints to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, one related to the VA, the other two Bureau of Prisons. And their complaints are essentially the same, that employees have been exposed to the virus throughout their work and that the agencies aren't doing enough to protect them or that some of their policies are maybe exacerbating the, the issue. VA had quite the response back uh, when I asked for a comment about that OSHA complaint. And they just really flatly denied everything that AFGE had to say. They said that VA facilities are using personal protective equipment. 
you know, based on CDC guidelines that uh, employees have access to that equipment and that they're using it and that, you know, the supply chain is equipped and they have everything they need, essentially. AFGE, though, you know, um, essentially says the exact opposite. So it's kind of hard to tell what really is going on here. Um, and they issued a very similar complaint for the Bureau of Prisons as well. All right. So that's really not resolved yet. And that's going to go on for some time, sounds like. It is. And I should also mention, Tom, a concern from the National Treasury Employees Union, which mentioned they had really great negotiations with Customs and Border Protection over some weather and safety leave schedules for their CBP officers. Those are in the Office of Field Operations. And how that worked is that those employees would spend maybe four days a week on the job and then a day on weather and safety leave. But NTEU is saying that CBP is rescinding those schedules and they're not quite sure why. And so they want some answers there from CBP. We asked CBP about it and we didn't hear back. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks for that update. Thanks, Tom. Check out all of her coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. And stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Dream Sember Sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on Sealy. Only at Mattress Firm. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.